podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index Fantasy Podcast. Um, I'm your host tonight. My name is Tadio Chanakira. I'm subbing in for Shri, who unfortunately can't make it tonight. I, I know he subbed me out last week, so I think it's only fair that I, I take his place this week. Uh, we seem to be heading into a busy schedule for fantasy players. There's a lot of rotation for Champions League, so I think we, we've adopted that rotation here as well. But joining me this week, I have a fantasy regular. Um, I'm assuming he did relatively well this week if if he's willing to be one of the voices on the podcast. Guy, how are you doing? No, no, just nobody else to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I did all right. It, beating average is all right for me, and I beat average, so that'll do me. Yeah, that 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 seems to be better than I did this week, so I, I can't say much about that then. Uh, and also joining us this week is Sai. Sai, Simon, how are you doing? Not bad, thanks. And I also, I also did okay beating the, beating the average and moving up into fourth in the AI contributors league. So I'm pushing for that lovely top four spot at the end of the season. <laughs> at least just guarantee that top four and then try and push for a, <laughs> for a title contention, I think <laughs> I seem to be sliding down the pecking orders, but we'll we'll get into the the game weeks. Um, maybe we can start with you, guy. Heading into this game week, I know you had some um, you had the Ozil controversial shout in the last podcast. Did did you take that up, or were you just throwing <laughs> no. out suggestions? <laughs> no, I was trying to sabotage Jay, and it worked for him. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I, didn't, I just I just said it. Because uh, I noticed on the pod that he had decent fixtures. Um, I can't remember the transfers I did. Oh yeah, well, last week I. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> oh yeah, I took out I took out Pereira <clears throat> from Leicester and brought in Charlie Taylor from um, Brighton, which seemed to work. Cause I, well, I haven't even checked what Pereira got this week. Um, so I'm not sure. That's six. Okay, Sorry I'm, to tell you. Ah, yeah. That didn't work. <clears throat> <laughs> awesome. And I'm going to get Shree back for suggesting getting a Burnley defender in. Um, but pretty much my my uh, my game week seven, um, I didn't take that advice, but I'll go through my team. I got Ryan in, who got me free against Man City, which is probably the highest I could imagine going into that game. Um, Alonso got me two, Robertson got me two, Charlie Taylor got me two, thanks Shree. Um, Lucas Moore got me three, Mane got me one, Hazard got me ten, Fraser got me one, Ings two, Aguero sixteen because he was my captain, Vardy got me eight, and I played my bench boost, Rico got me zero, Juan Bissaka got me one, and Hughes got me two, so I pretty much have wasted mm. one, but I normally don't use my, I always end up forgetting about my bench boost or one of the other ones, so I'm alright with that. <clears throat> and that was 53 overall. Okay, that that's not too bad. Um, in terms of um, heading into the the game week, Simon, how were you looking at the game week, and how did you get along? Um, I didn't make any transfers last week, and I decided to keep Mendy in my team just because uh, I was gonna get Trippier in, but I figured that Spurs were kind of hitting a bit of a bad patch with all their injuries, and Trippier ended up getting eleven points, so um, that was a bad move on my part. But I'm happy, kind of. Having Mendy in my team, I think he's supposed to be back this weekend, but he'll probably be back after the international break. But I probably have lost a little bit of money on him. But I just thought it was, I just it was, I just thought it was the right thing to do. So I ended up getting getting fifty seven points, and uh, which isn't too bad. So I got ten from Rui Patricio, and Bennett got me six. So that was not nice. Little uh, points from the walls there, and then I got two from Robertson and one from Juan Bazaka. Then Manny got me one, Fraser got me one, and Mo got me one, and Walcott got me six, which is very surprising. I was not expecting much from 
from him. And then up front, they got five from Wilson, 16 from Guerrero, who was also my captain, and Arnie got me seven points. So not bad. Um, and now I've got two free, two free transfers this week. So, um, looking nice ahead of the international break. I might just make one and roll one free one, uh, depending on if there's any injuries over the midweek fixtures or not. I think you, t- you touch on a good point, especially at the end there with regards to just saving that free transfer, having two free transfers heading into an international break. Cause I think, um, as we were discussing before the podcast, international break is cursed for some clubs. Um, so, so you always dread that players could come back injured. And I think, is that something you're very conscious of or it's just worked out that way? A little bit. Yeah. I didn't plan it that way, but I actually had planned to use my wild card over the second international break, but I'm pretty happy with my team. Um, I still, there's a few people that I don't have, like Kane, Sterling and, um, Hazard. So, but even if I was to play the wild card, I wouldn't be able to buy it all three of them anyway. So at the moment, I think I'm just going to try and pick between maybe bringing one of those three this week and then see how they all fare over the weekend. But yeah, it's, it, it just kind of worked out that way, really. Bit of luck on my part, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll throw that question to you guys as well. Do, do you save uh, a free transfer heading into an international break? Um, no, I'm, maybe if you're saying like a normal person, but not me, I, I, I love taking transfers. <laughs> even if my team, even if my team got 150 <laughs> points, I'd probably transfer someone out. Um, I, I can obviously see the, the benefits of it, but no, I just, I, I just like tweaking, uh, which is probably why I don't do very well at the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I can see the benefits, obviously, but no, I think, uh, I, 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 I'd like to keep it. Because I'm not adverse to taking a minus four myself, which I've tried to stop this season, but you can't stop these things, they're inevitable. But um, I think this week I need to look at the fixtures individually for mine, and then I may decide on what to do with my free transfer, because we'll get into it later, but I do have a plan with what I'm going to do with my transfers um, strategy-wise, but we'll get into that. Oh boy, whenever a guy has a plan... That usually means I'm going to doubt myself heading yeah. into game week now. So yep. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. As you guys can tell, I'm, I've been stalling trying to give my, my points tally. It's not horrible, but it just seems like I'm going backwards uh, each week. Um, but anyway, let, let, let's give it a shot. Uh, this, so this game week seven, I got 49 points. Um, I had three points from all. Maybe I could just look at my game week transfers for that week and then and then we can go into the points so i had taylor coming in uh burnley's taylor coming in for schloop and then i had bennett from wolves coming in for peltier who i still had from the beginning of the season and for some reason i couldn't shake him but i eventually got rid of him um so i was relatively optimistic heading into the week but as i mentioned got 49 points joe hart got three points um, Bissaka got one, Bennett got six, Taylor got two, Eden Hazard got ten, Frazier got one, uh, Jorginho got two, Mane got one, Lacazette got five, Aguero as the captain got sixteen, Firmino got two. Um, my bench didn't really do much, so I'll, I'll just give them a skip. But, um, I was so, frustrated with the team that I already went and did transfers before this um, game week even ended. So I think I share the same sentiment with Guy in that I I do like to tinker quite a little bit. But um, maybe we can look into, there's a name that Simon brought up in in his team, uh, in Roy Praticio. And um, usually, you know, there's always the debate of, how you should go about your keepers. I know, Guy, if, if I'm not mistaken, you, you're of the opinion of having one keeper for the mm. whole season and then whichever's the cheapest reserve option as the second choice and you sort of don't use them. Um, and then there's some people, I know last season having their hair was quite fruitful. Um, for me personally, uh, maybe I can just start us off. I've, I've always fancied the, 
unless someone really jumps out at you like a pope where you have to have them, I'm always of the opinion of having two 4.5 keepers whose fixtures sort of rotate. So at the moment I have Hart and I have Fabianski who their fixtures rotate quite nicely and they both have really good save percentages. So they get a lot of saves in. So minimum you're usually getting about three points, um, even if they are conceding. But uh, Simon, uh, you've gone with the Wolves keeper. Um, uh, yeah. Who's your second choice keeper? Hamer, um, who was first pick at Huddersfield for the start of this for for the first week or two, and then he got injured and now he's out of favour. So that's kind of why I picked him. Um, I normally pick the two. I know I normally would do the, the pair of four point fives, but this year because he was kind of there was a kind of he was kind of thought that he might be the number one. I thought I'd take the risk on having a four backup who might play. Um, but as it turns out, he is no longer first pick. So I've just been playing really every week. It seems to be working okay. He picks up. He does seem to pick up a couple of three pointers here and there but he's done quite well the last three weeks he's been uh, picking up some nice amounts of points as well yeah it it seems like Wolves are in a pretty good groove at the moment Um, I think at 4 he's still 4.5 hey if I'm I'm correct yeah he is still Mm 4.5 only selected by 7.4% of fantasy players so I think that 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 is a very very good shot Um, as I speak about him I'm actually Looking at him as a really good shout, um, guy. Is it possible for you to run us through your your um tactics with goalkeepers, or is it just a matter of you know trying to get you know your money to to other more valuable uh, positions in the in the team? Yeah, I think I always start off that way with the four point five and the four. I mean, usually there's always that four mil one who plays. I think there was there was Elliot last year, wasn't there for Newcastle who started. Uh, and then lost his spot in January mainly, um, and and as Simon said, uh, Hamer started this season. But I mean, I was, no, I was never going to get a Huddersfield keeper. But what I tend to do normally is get the get a first and second choice. Uh, so this time I've got Ryan and Button. <clears throat> um, I, I think Ryan eventually goes to the Asia Games in January, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I think having Button there, he he may eventually go up in price, and that's a bit. That's probably accidental long-term planning, if anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but the reason I picked Ryan is, and I, I can't remember who it is, and if they listen to this pod, and it's someone in the WhatsApp group, and if they remind me who it is, I'm going to be angry. Because when I did my wildcard, I said I was going to pick Hennessy. And then someone said, no, don't put him in, because they'll put Gaeta in the team, because he was quite a big coup for them. And now I'm just sat here looking at Hennessy, who's got the most goalkeeper points, so now I'm kind of annoyed. Um, <clears throat> so I was going to get Hennessy, because I think Crystal Palace are one of them teams. Well, they have a, they have a good defence, I know they played a bit crap yesterday. But um, Crystal Palace seem to have a good defence, and that was my thinking with Brighton. And I, I think I'm, I think I'm alright with it now, I think I've got over the... The bad spell with Brighton because they finally got that good run of good run of fixtures. So I think Ryan was one of these ones who was going to last me till at least January, and I'll, I'll just get his fixtures in front of me. Um, pretty much, it is just a sea of green and white fixtures all the way till the fifteenth of December. So pretty much it, till the Christmas period, I can stick with this goalkeeper unless he gets injured. But then I'm going to have the person who comes in to replace him. So um, I think. <clears throat> I've 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 suffered with uh, with Ryan for the I think I got him like three four weeks now, but now I've pretty much got about eight game weeks where I, I can just stick with the keeper and not worry about him. Because <clears throat> although Brighton haven't started off the the season that well, they've probably had second worst fixtures to Newcastle, and I think we all I think most of us are trust Brighton to either get let Ryan get enough a, a decent amount of save points or they're going to keep clean sheets because they are a decent defensive team. And um, yeah, I, I think I think he's a good pick from now on. It was maybe just a smidge premature for me to get him, but I think Ryan will be one of these ones who shoots up towards the top of the goalkeeper scoring. Yeah, I, I definitely can't argue with that thought process, and especially having the backup of, you know, the main keeper that you would have. I, you know, that kind of hedges your bets a little bit there as well. Um, Sai, have you ever thought of getting one of the bigger keepers, maybe an Edison or an Allison or 
is is that just too pricey a a price at the moment? Yeah, I think they're too expensive for me. Um, especially with some of these people like Sterling, Hazard, Kane, Aguero are all kind of starting to kind of hit form now a little bit. It feels like um, even this idea of having a few more expensive people at the back, like I've got three, like I've got Mendy, Robertson and and Alonso. I even feel like I might start to downgrade one of them and start pumping the money into those premium mids and forwards. And I don't think, I think when I do wildcard, I'll probably just, I might go for the Ryan button pairing actually possibly um but it depends if he's still 4.5 when i do wildcard but i wouldn't really want to be spending more 4.5 and 4 million really myself anyway especially because there's not too much points between them at the moment i mean ederson and allison are the two biggest scoring of the more expensive ones and they're still behind hennessy and on the same points as Hart. so no hurry for me at the moment on them. Yeah, I, I think that's very sound judgment, and I'm sure a lot of people would would agree with you there. Um, and you've touched on some of the the regulars, maybe the the big hitters of fantasy starting to pick up form, and maybe we could run with that in terms of heading into you know this game week. It's a game week before an international break, game week eight coming up. Um, obviously after a Champions League or European um, week, midweek, uh, how have you been looking at approaching this? And I'll, I'll stick with you, Simon. I'm going to wait till Thursday before I make my moves, but I'm looking at bringing in Hazard for Mane um, with one of my free transfers. Um, I thought about Kane, but I, I just, it would mean I'd have to get rid of either Aguero or, or probably um, Mo Salah and I just don't want to get rid of I think they're just both in. I'm, I mean I know Mo's not in form in form but I think he's he's putting up the numbers if not better than he was at this point last year and I think once he puts in one I think he's going to hit a nice little run where he's going to start picking up a lot of points um, I'm happy with him and my team and and Aguero is just I mean He's not, he doesn't play full matches. He, you can tell his, he's kind of being um, managed a lot by Pep, but he's still the top scoring forward at the moment. And Kane is just, I mean, I know he just scored two in the last match, but I think I was a little blinded by that when I first thought about bringing him in. And I, I, I don't think he's on form. He got quite lucky, I think, last week, and I just don't really like the look of Spurs at the moment. Even though they have the best fixture on paper, it's very—they haven't got great fixtures after this as well. So it would be, if I was thinking of playing my wild card over the international break, I'd be more likely to maybe bring him in as a kind of a, a one-week punt. But I don't think it would be worth bringing him in just to bring him back out again the following week. So it's—I can—I can see why people want him in their team but I prefer I prefer to have Aguero um, Mo and and Hazard as my kind of big three hitters at the moment I think they're they're all kind of informed they're all have nice fixtures as well and does the the price of of Kane also play a factor for you obviously because that jump from Aguero to to Kane is quite steep no yeah I have to I have enough Money in the bank that I could just do that one for one move with one transfer for free, but I still I don't think he's worth twelve point five at the moment. I mean, he could easily score three though over the weekend. That's the thing, and like even if he's not on form, he still has the ability to score three. You know what I mean? Like he he does put himself in the box and he he'll kind of fight for it. But I mean, as we saw last weekend. I don't know how he managed to score one, yet alone two. I mean, oh, that was, you know, <laughs> it was never, <laughs> yeah, true. Anyone could score against him. <laughs> but like, I don't think he looks particularly on form. He's not taking as many, he's not taking as many sh- shots as he was last year. He looks unfit. Spurs as a whole just look like they've got so many 
injuries building up and they're, they're playing Barcelona tomorrow mm-hmm. and that's going to take a lot from them, I think. So, it's, I mean, I don't think it will happen, but it's possibly possibility that Kane could be rested over the weekend, but I can't see that happening. They don't really have anyone else who can play up front. Maybe yeah. Son. Yeah, and, and I think, as you mentioned, that the Spurs team as a whole, I mean, it's not a Spurs team that we're used to. Um, I've always seen Spurs as a banker of, I have to have some sort of Spurs defender for their clean sheets. And this season, I don't think I've owned a single Spurs defender. Um, and then, then with regards to Kane, as you said, the price, it, it is quite a steep price. And you basically have to hope that he's banging a goal a game. Uh, heading into the next few fixtures. Guy, for you, um, Aguero's 11.4 right now, Kane is 12.5. Do you have either, neither, or both? Uh, had Aguero since the start because, well, why wouldn't you look at him? He's, he's, a, he's a madhead. Um, I think when Aguero starts, there was that one season where he was kind of inconsistent, but every other season he's just been the, he's just been the picture of, of, uh, Consistency. Um, so I've all, I've always been a fan of Aguero on in and off of fantasy. I've always liked him as a player. I've always liked him in this game. So I've always picked um, Aguero and <clears throat> Kane. I think it was I think it was three weeks ago. I was trying. I was thinking about picking him in, uh, getting him in for the two easy fixtures. Obviously, he scored two last week, so I probably could have done with him, but. Um, I think it's uh, in terms of a long-term strategy, twelve point five. It, 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 it's tough to get that in for just two fixtures, um, and then I think he has Man United, not not Man United, uh, Man City. I think afterwards, so it, it's a weird one with with, <clears throat> with Kane because, uh, as Simon says, I think he's got a bit better in the last couple of games, but he's still not. When you watch him, he just still. He just doesn't seem to be the same bloke he was the last couple of seasons, and people say he's fatigued and um, and just uh, trying too hard and, and and whatever, and maybe even still injured. But it's it's just a weird one. I just don't think he can justify Harry Kane at his price tag at this moment. And I, I talked about. Uh, maybe people will call me a bit hypocritical later on when I talk about my next tra- strat- uh, transfer strategy, but we'll come on to that. But um, it, it just kind of comparisons with him and Mo Salah, both the two expensive game players in the game, but there's a, it's hard to justify having either of them at the minute. I know um, I think Salah's leading it in XG or something like that, and Kane. Got two goals last week against Huddersfield, but as I said when Simon was talking, it is Huddersfield and he's playing Cardiff. So if you want two fixtures to pump up your um, image as a player, image from other people, your pundits, your your media, whatever, these are the two games. Because if then he goes on to some tougher fixtures, he may he may go back to being absolutely dire. So who knows? Um, but no, I'd, I'd I'd always gamble on Aguero. I know he's got a tougher fixture list. Um, I know he's playing us. At the weekend, but Aguero does love a goal against Liverpool, doesn't he? Let's be mm-hmm. honest. So I, I'm not gonna, I wouldn't be scared of getting rid of Aguero, even if it is a big fixture. I know we've improved defensively and stuff like that, but uh, even with this fixture list, Man City against Liverpool and Spurs against Cardiff, I'd still pick Aguero even with that fixture. Yeah, he certainly does love a goal against us. It's so irritating. But guy, I'll keep the Hello. momentum with you. Uh, oh yes, yes. Sorry, you can jump in. No, I was just, I was just gonna really fast say that he's never scored at Anfield before. Hasn't he? Okay, maybe no. I'm trying. So that's a strain. He does score. I think he scored a, a goal that might have been offside or something last year in the four-three. Yeah, 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 okay. But he's okay. never actually scored at Anfield, which is he's, he's probably he's definitely going to score now, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely going to score now. He's due one. Okay, exactly. Okay, now that Simon said that, just ignore everything I just said. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I, I think you, I, I definitely, I definitely would expect him to score, but it's just, I don't know if that's one of those things that could play on his mind a little bit. I don't know if people think about that when they play, but yeah, it could could be. Um, guy, I'm gonna head back to you. Um, just. If you could run us through your your plans for transfers heading into this game week. Right, um, here, we, here we go. 
here we go. <laughs> the right. master plan. Yes. So, hypocrite time. Uh, I just said I'm put off Kane by his form, so here's my plan to get more salary in who's having an off time in front of goal. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, as everyone knows, we, we've got Man City this upcoming weekend, and then we have the two easiest fixtures in the league with Huddersfield and Cardiff. So, everyone's going to be wanting Mo Salah, Yamanes, and stuff like that. And um, I, I'm just looking at, I'm, I'm trying to think how to get Mar- how to get Mane back up to Salah because I changed it with my uh, with my uh, wild card, and I pretty much need to make point nine. So. I have a couple theories here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put them to the floor. Um, Alonso is six point eight, and ever since I've got him, I think I've broke him, like I do with most players. So I I may go off of him. <laughs> and Lucas Moura gone from player of the month to pretty much doing bugger all. So I think these are the two up two areas I can make money in. So <clears throat> I pretty much have this transfer to make point nine. Um. So what what would you what would you do what would you reckon I'd do go from Alonso who's not, who I got a six point eight and then go down to someone who's five point nine and below or would you make your money elsewhere? Um, pretty much my big assets are well Mane is the one I probably want to upgrade on so I couldn't really do that. Um, Hazard I kind of want to keep. And over the night, I've got Vardy and Aguero, but I really want to keep them. So I... Alonso and Mora seem to be ones for me. So, is there any cheapish defenders and cheap midfielders you'd, you'd quite fancy looking at to downgrade to? Did you buy Mora at seven point four? I seven point three is my what I got him at. Okay, seven point three, and you're looking to make zero point nine. Yeah. Okay. The the reason I jumped straight to Mora and trying to figure out who you could jump down to is because I think Alonso still has value mm-hmm. purely because of he he takes the majority of their free kicks, uh, well the direct free kicks on goal, and Chelsea are always in in with a shot of a clean sheet, and then he's also always in with a shot for an assist. So I think the the likes of Allison, Robertson, and Mendy, um, once he comes back in, I think those are the type of players where you just keep them for the whole season. Yeah. And then you, you just, you just ride, you ride out the bad times because there's, it's very difficult to get back to an Alonso once you've sold him mm-hmm. because it's so much value that you're going to spread over, you know, two or three positions that trying to get him back might be quite a mission. Um, but in terms of Mora, if you look at um, current midfielders that maybe you could jump down to, I don't know how how comfortable are you with, let's say, like a knockout or someone like that, or, or do you want a, a guaranteed big big name? Oh no, I'm easy. I, I love it. I love an absolute random shout me, <laughs> um, put it that way. But um, yeah, it, it's a weird one. Um, Oh god, I just spotted Lamella. That could be interesting. Uh, but we'll see who plays for them tomorrow. Um, Stay away. <laughs> no. Uh, how, how, how much do you have to spend for the midfielder? Seven point four, or sorry, six point four. Six point four, yeah. What about Madison? He's six point nine. He's six point nine. Oh. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, I, I have Fraser as well. The knockout shout I would also have to back up as well. I don't know if I'm a huge fan, but he's just got such great fixtures and he's been scoring quite okay. He's scored one got and got three assists, which is pretty good actually for mm. 5.5. Um, I would also agree about Alonso. I think he's the type of person that you just leave in your team for the entire time he's not a person you could really bring in and bring back I think you just have to either either have him in your team and pretty much play him nearly every week or downgrade and then don't look at bringing him back in I mean there's a couple of nice defenders for cheap enough um, yeah. Doherty from Wolves has the biggest threat I think Wait, he's got ooh. he's created the most what's chances the, in the league or something what's the difference between Trent and Robertson a million, I think. 
So, yeah, so Robertson is currently at 6.3, and Trent is at 5.1. Hmm. I could do that. <laughs> that could be my easiest route to do this. But the if we stick with the midfielders, I've just noticed what I could do. Fulham have a run of three easy fixtures after this week, so what I could do is just... Um, do what we did at the talked about at the start, whereas we keep a keep a extra transfer. So I could keep this team because I could gamble that Lucas Moura does well against um, Cardiff, um, and then transfer him out next week um, for Seri, and then bring in Salah for Mana. Yeah, and and I think the the That's nice idea, thing yeah. the nice thing about waiting a week for this as well is you might want to see if. Kearney comes back into the fold for Fulham mm. because if Kearney comes back, I think that might limit how how um, how far forward Seri will start because he's sort of had to take that mantle of being the more creative player. Whereas once Tom Kearney comes back, I think Seri might drop just slightly a little deeper and that might affect his numbers. Now I, I don't have any numbers in front of me to to back that up, but it's it's just an eye yeah, test. Yeah, yeah. Is Roberto Pereira? A- proper dead shout now have, have we missed his purple patch do you think because Watford I think the drop not gone they've not stayed the uh, top four course um, if you look at their fixtures I suppose they've got Bournemouth at home Wolves away Huddersfield at home Newcastle away Southampton away and that takes you into about uh, the 10th of November so if there's ever going to be a patch that they do you know regain their form i think especially as an attacking you know uh, midfield player surely he's going to be involved you look at bournemouth bournemouth at home you fancy them to get a goal or two in that game wolves away that might be a tricky fixture for everyone but then they got huddersfield at home you expect them to get goals there newcastle away if newcastle continue the way they're playing um you'd fancy them to get a goal there and then southampton away Arguably, if you want to be in the top half, which I'm assuming Watford are looking to get, you want to you want to at least come away with something from that Southampton game. Yeah. Hmm. So I think I think we're going to stick with the midfield then, um, unless I get unless well, let it depends what happens with Robertson really. I mean, if if he gets sent off the Man City or something like that, I might make up my mind to go to Trent's <laughs> yeah. I might, I might just give it a free pass this week and, and do something that I've probably never done <laughs> on purpose. Be very uh, sensible. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Far too sensible. I, know, I think that's I good because I don't think you can you can sell, even if Moore isn't in form, I think it's crazy to even think about getting rid of someone with that fixture. I mean, yeah. he's probably, and especially if Wait, you can wait and see. He might play. Well, he probably will actually play against Barcelona. But if see how many minutes he plays there, if he gets taken off early, possibly if they're getting beaten or yeah, because he, I mean, he he is probably. I think I'd have picked him as Spurs' best player overall so far, which is <laughs> a little bit bleak, isn't it? Because he's been pretty I mean, crap the last couple of matches. <laughs> I think it's between him and Trippier, isn't it? But as as today was said, I'm I'm in a similar boat where I've I've just not even I've, I've considered Trippier in the defence, and that's about it. And um, even then, I'm put off by the rotation at fullback. Yeah, there's no I can't see him playing against Barcelona and playing at the weekend, but you never know. Yeah, I think I think the only thing is that Ori is injured. Yeah, so. they have um that young guy. What's his name? Walker Peters. Yeah, but. I mean, if you're if there's uh, one match you want to play him, <laughs> unless he plays against Barcelona. <laughs> oh God! Go on, man. You Mark Usman Dembele. Okay, <laughs> he'll be fine. He'll be okay. Don't worry about it. This this will go out like tomorrow morning, and but like when people listen, it'll be like Carl Walker Peters is just pocketed Messi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I think that I think that's been quite quite useful uh, in terms of that. But I am I am feeling waiting a week because I don't think there's that much I can change with with into because I def I definitely want Salah because let's be honest Huddersfield Cardiff are pure championship. Um, <clears throat> so I think I need I think I need him for the two fixtures. But 
Yeah, I think I think I'll settle on waiting a week, which feels very weird. So, what what transfer dilemmas do you do you two have? It's, it's still Tuesday, guy. If if you stay if you stay the course this whole no. week, I'll be very impressed. I don't, there's no way he's gonna stay the course. <laughs> I I give you 20, about 24 hours, and you'll be <laughs> minus 12, probably. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I could get a dirty minus. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> no, but from, from my perspective, uh, as, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I did make transfers mid-game week. Um, I didn't even finish off game week seven. I was already quite frustrated <laughs> with my team. So um, the first transfer I made was Fra- Frazier had to go. Um, I, I, I sold Frazier and I brought in Madison. I think he he's been involved in so much of Leicester's play going forward that he's one of those players who you can't you can't ignore anymore. But the problem for me is I hope it's not the same situation as Frazier where I got to a point where I couldn't ignore Frazier anymore and actually I should have ignored him because he did absolutely nothing after I bought him. But it it seems like Madison is is in good form at the moment. And his fixture list coming up, there's quite a few green. Uh, he's got Everton at home. They, they've got a leaky defense at the moment. Arsenal away. Um, they've, to be fair to Arsenal, they've kept a few clean sheets. My Bellerin shout, I think, is coming good at the moment. <laughs> we are <laughs> right. made fun of you. We're all still <laughs> <I know>. wrong. <laughs> um, then they have West Ham at it's home. Still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it will always, Bell- choosing Bellerin will always be wrong in guys' eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Ali says pick Joe Hart. I mean, he could, he could have, he could be playing conference teams. And I still won't pick him. He's, he, he's actually the like just number two scoring goalkeeper, which is really depressing. We, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't, we don't need stats in this podcast. We don't need to know. <laughs> oh, great. Um, yeah, so Madison has come in, and then I. A player that I've spoken about a few times this season, I've brought him back in. Um, I suppose this could be controversially, but I've brought uh, Jimenez back in and I've sold Firmino. And yeah, it, it's it's part of a long-term plan to basically get Mendy back into my team once he's firing and, and also to still have space for a potential seller coming in at some point in time. And then the third transfer I made, um, which is, I suppose, why I was keeping very quiet between the Kane and Aguero debate you guys were having earlier, is I've brought in Harry Kane and I've sold Aguero. Um, I think Kane, he he's not back to the Kane that we maybe might be used to, but he's scoring goals now. The difference is he's now putting the ball in the back of the net. And I think that's important for any striker where there are going to be times where you might not feel the same way, you might not play the same way, but as long as the ball is going in the back of the net, once you get in that rhythm, it's kind of hard to stop, especially a guy like Harry Kane. And I do I do think Huddersfield, um, you know, Huddersfield last week, Cardiff this week, uh, West Ham the week after that, I think that's something that he can just pick up momentum on and, and get a couple of goals. And then once the goals do start coming in, maybe then his play starts to, to change for the better, I suppose, for Spurs fans. Um, yeah, so my thinking behind that, I just needed to make my squad depth a bit stronger in, like I said, bringing Madison in bring in Jimenez, who I think, you know, has been very unlucky this season. He's hit the post quite a few times, but over the last three weeks or so, he's had a goal and two assists. So I think he he, he was one of those players who was doing everything until the last pass or the last, you know, or the shot. And now everything's starting to fall for him, and I, I hope that continues for him. Um, and obviously at 5.6, I think that's quite a cheap... Uh, cheap option, especially for forward line players. Um, but you guys have mentioned uh, Salah a few times in this podcast, and I've mentioned that I've just taken Firmino out of my my fantasy team. There has been debates going on quite recently with regards to the Liverpool front three and whether 
you know, they are value for money in fantasy at the moment. If you look at their prices, um, Firmino's at 9.4 as, as a forward player. And then Mane as a midfielder is at 9.9. And Salah as a midfielder is at 12.9. Um, maybe we could just continue the tradition or the new tradition that Shri started, I think it was last week, with regards to special um, special segments within the podcast. And I think this this will be a good good momentum to just bring in the Liverpool front three and bring that as a debate as to do you guys still see them as valuable in fantasy? Um, I know you guys have mentioned their fixtures, Sai. Um, they've... Of of the the next three fixtures coming up, I mean of the next four fixtures coming up, it's Man City at home this weekend, Huddersfield away, Cardiff at home, Arsenal away, and then it will be Fulham at home. And if you look at those Huddersfield, Cardiff, and Fulham, those three teams have conceded the most goals um, this season. So surely they're going to pick up form again. Yeah, I, it's tough, isn't it? Because they are expensive and be, being a fan of the team adds another issue for me because you kind of, you, you want them to score that badly that you're, you maybe leave them in your team a little bit longer than you should. Um, for me, I, th- that's why I'm thinking of doing Mane to, Mane to Hazard this week because I just think that Hazard is just, I mean, I just can't see him not, not being in my team the way he's playing at the moment. And I don't really have any other options apart from getting rid of Mo, which I just, I think he just passes the, passes the eye test for me so well at the moment that I just feel if he was to get one, he should start banging in a few of them. But I mean, maybe that's just st- stubbornness. Um, and for me, no, I don't think it's worth the value at the moment. I think he's the one, if I had all three of them, I think he's the one that I'd get rid of first. I can see a point for having Mane with those fixers and I, that's why I'm finding it quite hard, even though I'm, even though I'm bringing in a player, um, who should score better than him. I don't know if Hazard will outscore Mane in those particular fixtures. So part of me isn't sure. And another part of me almost thinks maybe it'd be better just picking one of the front three and putting and then getting Robertson and Trent at the back. Um, cause I think we'll probably keep three clean sheets, I'd say in those next five fixtures. And they both get some nice returns as well in the fullback positions. Yeah, that's an interesting take, especially with, you know, with the, I have to pick my words carefully here. If I say misfiring Liverpool front three, I'll have all sorts of mentions uh, <laughs> on my Twitter account. But, um, Guy, what are your thoughts on on the front three versus, or even as, as size mentioned at the end there, maybe doubling up on the defensive side of Liverpool opposed to going so heavy investing in the attacking side of it? Um, I quite like the defensive shot. I mean... <clears throat> It might it might be a shout um, for someone who for for me and Sai who do tend to do be a bit cheaper on the goalkeepers maybe maybe a shout to get Allison in if we can work that in somehow um, but I may have to add an extra layer onto my transfer plan <laughs> <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> yeah I, I I kind I kind of agree with what everything Sai said there I think for me no. He's pr- he's obviously going to start against the Man City because it's a perfect game for him. But then the next two, um, Bobby's going to be coming back from. He must be in the Brazil squad, um, so he's going to be coming back from Brazil late, and hopefully for the love of God, Daniel Sturridge doesn't <laughs> pick for England. Touch wood. Um, so there might be a shout there that now Sturridge has a bit more trust from Klopp that we don't need to rush Bobby back for these types of fixtures. Because let's be honest, if we can't beat Cardiff and in Huddersfield with, without Bobby Firmino. I mean, we don't have much chance at the title, do we? So, it, it, I think Bobby's the most droppable, as I said. Um, Mane, I think Salah's definitely still the most donable. Uh, Mane may be in better form, or was in better form. I think he's been on the downturn himself a little bit in in the last few weeks. But I think 
Salah's looking the most promising. I know against Chelsea he had a couple of dodgy chances where he, he pretty much spooned him into row Z and stuff like that. But there's those little signs that Salah's turning back into the player he was last season, and I think that's quite promising. The fixture list, Salah does love a goal against the crap teams. So I think if you've got Salah, you keep him. And if you've got Mane, keep him. But Bobby, I'd keep him for the Man City game unless you're looking to, unless there's a striker that's jumping out of you, like Harry Kane, for example, or even Jamie Vardy. <clears throat> but I, I think after that, you could probably afford to get rid of Bobby and then have a rejig. Because at the moment, they're not firing and it's kind of all on, on it's on reputation rather than form. But I quite like the defensive shout, so. Maybe going double defence or getting the goalkeeper if you've not already got Allison. Um, so I, I might actually, I think Allison might be one for me to look after, look at after I've get Salah. So that's probably my takeaway from that. But if 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 you, I, I imagine quite a lot of the listeners will have the three Liverpool players, I probably w- I wouldn't have the front three at all. I'd probably have at least one defender, one midfielder, and I wouldn't have Bobby. I wouldn't bring. I wouldn't advise bringing in Bobby at the minute. Yeah, I, I do think it's, it's. There's a consensus that Bobby seems to be the weaker link in terms of fantasy play, and but by no means are we saying that Bobby is, you know, not fit to be the starting side. We always have to be careful with how we, yes. how we, how we separate <sighs> fantasy from what's actually happening on, on the pitch. You know, the scoring yeah. system is totally different in fantasy to what's happening on the pitch. Um, but I do think there is merit to say that of the three, if, if you're going to take one out, I think Firmino going out at 9.4, you look at guys that are in and around that price, you've got the likes of Lacazette, who is uh, 9.4 as well. So, And if you look at the way he's firing at the moment, I think he's justified to come in for, oh, he's gone up, Lacazette is now 9.5. But... Um, that's in and around that price of, of, of a Firmino. And then you also look at someone like a Jamie Vardy, who is no longer um, playing international football and doesn't have European football. So he's going to be a guaranteed starter for Leicester. He's currently at 8.9. So I think that there are alternative options to, to Firmino at the moment. So I think there is merit in, in him being the one to drop. Um, and then I think just to end the podcast, we, we will end it the way we usually end with captain's picks heading into game week eight. Guy, who, who are you looking at at the moment? Because obviously you're not making transfers this week, so you should not have it, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, oh dear, I haven't even looked at this. Uh, that's how well prepared I am. Oh god. Oh. Out of my time. Lucas Moore is looking the most promising with Cardiff, but he might not play, and then mm. he'll probably get subbed on. So, out of the guaranteed starters, Vardy against Everton, maybe? Okay. Or, or Hazard against Southampton? Mm. Hazard's a decent shot. Because I, I don't think Hazard's going to play European football. Yeah, yeah, I might, I might see, I might wait on that one, and uh, it's a, it's a Friday, there's Friday night football for for listeners as well. We've got to, we've yeah, got to yeah. Out, so we get get the chance of Thursday football and then sort it straight away. But I've had Vardy as the vice captain the last couple of weeks, and he, he's he's outscored Aguero on one and got the same as the other. So, but hmm, maybe that maybe that's a bad sign because I'll finally give him it and then he'll screw up. <laughs> so I think it'll be between them two, and I'm probably edging. Towards um, Vardy at the minute. Okay, and and for you, sir, um, it's going to be Hazard if I bring him in for Mane, which I'm finding a very tough call to make. Uh, and if not, then it will be probably be Mo Salah, which is a risky punt, I'm but I just confident. have a feeling. Yeah, I I just have a feeling he's going to score one or two, but um, Hazard would be. That's kind of why I'm kind of edging towards bringing him in because I would be making him captain as well. Whereas I can't, I don't think I'd ever pick Mane as captain. So it's, you know, that's another reason to bring him in. Whereas Hazard seems to be quite 
reliable this year, may I say, which is, <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. But um, <laughs> I'm definitely going <laughs> to jinx it when I bring him in, hopefully, <laughs> for the league's sake. <laughs> No, I think I think both are very good shouts. Um, in terms of Hazard, he's currently my vice captain. My captain is the guy I brought in this week, and Harry Kane. Uh, obviously the fixture at home against the Cardiff team. I um, you know, I I expect to see him getting at least one goal in that game. But I think I'd be disappointed with one goal. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Look, the, with the way he's playing at the moment, um, I don't know if I'm asking for too much for more than one, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think, um, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much, Guy and Sai, for, for joining me and for the listeners for joining us and hearing our, our muses and thoughts on, on fantasy this week. Um, Guy, have you got anything to plug? Oh god, just, just the 500 shows. Um, <laughs> uh, pretty much face off every week and the, the Champions League and, well, we won't have a cup, we won't have a domestic cup match for a while now, but, um, the, pretty much the post matches every week, uh, whether it's cup or, or Premier League, uh, I'll be there or thereabout. And you can see all that on my Twitter, which is at Guy Drink. I'll obviously be tagged with, with the show. So do, do follow me if you're interested and where, where you can shout at me for all my shouts at Fantasy Football. Because I've ruined your ruined your team, but as I say every week, don't follow my advice. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, sir? No, this is the only. I haven't actually been doing many pods this year, yeah. Um, so if anyone wants me to come on their pod and talk a lot of shit, then hit me up at <laughs> FD Horse on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> or just get mad at me for recommending to Captain. Mo when he uh when he hits the post around twelve times or something on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> We're definitely looking forward to a Salah hat trick after you captain him. Hopefully. Yeah. Um from from my end I think it's just an a, a general plug for for AI, both the the AI channel and uh Anfield Index Pro. Uh, some really, really good content up there. Um Maybe a shout out for the One Up podcast that's on the 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 free side of it. Oh uh, God, yeah, we just did Spider Man. Yeah, I forgot that. Um, so I just had to listen to that. That was pretty awesome. Thank uh, you. So shout out to you. No, <laughs> out to you there. because Keep I can't. Because you. I can't. I can't. I can't enjoy Spider Man as a as a Xbox man. So I'm very. Oh, I'm so envious of that of all you people. <laughs> But yeah, um, thank you so much for listening and uh, take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.